Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. Double trouble this week as Benny is off dadding as uh, he sent us a message a moment ago saying he apologises but as his lady put it, she's been on one today. So I can only imagine that <laughs> Benny's good lady and their daughter have maybe both been on one. So yeah, just me and Adam this week. How you doing mate? Yeah, I'm I'm really good, mate. I am a fabulous forty now. Indeed, uh, it was my fortieth birthday over the weekend. Uh, I can officially, unfortunately, as well, count myself as being a grown up, which <laughs> which is a big thing for me. The house, the car, the mortgage, all of that stuff. I still didn't see myself as being grown up, but now I am. You think forty uh, it, is I'm... the new sort of at that point? Because back in the day, it was. Probably 23, 24, wasn't it? We've mentioned before that by the time you were 23, 24, back in the day, you should have had a house and kids and married and be done with life kind of thing. But now it's a lot later, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> it relates to a video, actually, that does that I saw the other day. It's one of these wonderful like viral videos that uh, ends up on TikTok, which because my kids use TikTok, they've got mean to using TikTok. And it's a wonderful app for just consuming things and rotting your attention span. But there was a video of, I assume it was recorded by a 17-year-old girl. And she was like down some stairs within her own house recording. And the captions on the video said, 17 or 30-year-old man argues with parents because 17-year-old sister has a larger bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and the footage was of this 30-year-old guy basically arguing with his mum and dad on the landing that he'd been given the box room in their new house. And lines <laughs> of his argument included, what do I do when my friends come round? Do they just sit downstairs watching Emmerdale with you? And what happens if I bring a girl over? You know I need my space. And Dude, that's nuts. The, the frustration from the parents, especially the dad, because both of them weren't having any of it. it. It was just sorrowful. It really was sad. They just ended defeated, but also like, why are you 30 and doing this? Like Both of them were saying, you're 30. You should be standing on your own two feet. Now, if She's I can, seventeen. Hang on. <laughs> if I can, if I can play devil's advocate for the second, for a second day, doesn't seniority count in any way? He should get the bigger bedroom. I mean, come on, that's the rules of brother and sisterhood, surely. Ah, you well, get the biggest bedroom if you're the oldest. That's just how it goes. No, not when you're thirty and you should be in your own house by the yeah, time but you're thirty. But he isn't. That's besides the point. Yeah, he no, should well, be. The, but this, he isn't. This is the thing. Part of the argument was. You weren't living with us when we bought this house. Ah, ah fair enough. You've then. come yeah. here. Fair enough. After. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's it. I do kind of see where you're coming from with that, but the dude's thirty. Oh, in that case, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, once you, the dad's out, argument is: if you don't like it, get your own fucking house yeah. <laughs> or flat, yeah, or wherever you want to live. Then you'll have all the space that you want by yourself, and the just sheer entitledness. Or entitlement that this guy was exuding, it was scary. Yeah, the- and, and it does tie in with this whole this delay in not maturity or anything like that, but the delay in that opportunity for people to go off and do that kind of thing. Yeah, it uh, is, which is like just a- unfortunate. 
it's like a, the world we live in now. Yeah, that kind of delay to adulthood kind of thing, where it is... Yeah. Arrested development, yeah, as, yeah, the, perfectly put, yeah. as the show is called. Yeah, I think... Yeah, completely agree. Once once he leaves that house, the brother-sisterhood contract is voided and therefore now not admissible in court. He loses all privileges. Exactly. Once he moves back, <laughs> he starts at the bottom of the ladder. To be fair, he's lucky they might not have a dog because in theory he should be in a, the kennel and the dog should have his room because the dog will have seniority over him in that house. In in the video, he that actually got brought up. <laughs> he said, where, where do you fucking expect me to go? And the mum said, I don't care. You can sleep outside if you don't like it. And he was like, oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Me sleeping outside in the shed like a dog. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, mate, you are 30. This is not the argument you should be making. You know what's crazy, though? Oh. I bet if you showed that to a bunch of 30 year olds there would be a lot of them that would see his point of view and i find that bizarre i find that very weird i think god we're gonna sound like such old men here and we're only 10 and 11 years older than this guy but yeah i think we're that last generation of that kind of latchkey kids you just left by yourself go and play in the building site see you later for your tea i don't care do fucking whatever you want you might get kidnapped you might not I won't know if you've been kidnapped or not until you might or maybe not come home for tea. Who knows? Kind of thing. Whereas I think yeah. the generation after us, which is, you know, like 10 years, I think, is that kind of next generational time frame. Yeah. They are then that way, aren't they? It's that kind of, like, what do you expect me to do? Where am I supposed to sleep? Whereas it's like, exactly. yeah, well, I, I think, don't care. Get your own place uh, if you don't like it. Tough. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there there is, it's it's a different society that they were in. We We had those expectations where, you know, we went to college, we went to uni, or we went into a career, we moved out, we became independent. That that was what we were expected to do. And so, even though we kind of... But both you and I are prime examples of we are the, the kind of the part of that evolution. Because you and I, we redid our education. Because yeah. actually, we weren't happy with what we were kind of pushed into, or we didn't have that opportunity to go and do it for whatever reason that's a good point and so we both actually kind of arrested our own development but still by following that same kind of like that structure of going okay well we still need the education to move into a career and then whatever comes from it after that you know marriage family buying a house getting a car all of that expected stuff and we had the opportunity to do that whereas i think the the generation below us doesn't have that no. You know, we've got increased like student loans and what have you. If you go to uni, there's less career opportunities. There's more demands for people to be in higher education. It's it's a, a scary world for those younger people. <laughs> that does make me sound like a fucking boomer at the codger, but I I wouldn't want to have gone through that at that age. Like if I was thirty now instead of forty, I'm sure I would be feeling the same way. Yeah, I'd be you know I'd be way more terrified of trying to start something now at thirty than well basically I kind of it kind of leads me on to this, but when when I lived in Manchester, as you know, I, I then broke up with my ex girlfriend at the time and left everything behind and moved back in with my mum at twenty five, twenty six. Because yeah. I had no I had nowhere else to go. So 
I did kind of do that, and I at least then I still had the chance of changing it and trying to make something and start again. Whereas I feel if yeah. you did that now, if you had a house and a car and all that stuff, it would be so much harder now to start again at 25, 26 like I did. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, you know, it was harder for me than the generation before me. But like now, Jesus Christ, that would be so tough. And I think there's, we do, we do sometimes fall into that trap that our parents say the same thing sometimes. Oh, you don't know, bloody lucky you've got it, all these opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But you've only got to look at the cost of living increase compared to the cost, the, the wage increase. And it, the disparity is yeah. just gigantic, gigantic. And just even semi-nice regular houses now can cost you around about 200 grand. Which is just insanity, oh, yeah. insanity, compared to it is, and the cost of wages. The rental market. Oh God, yeah. dude! Yeah, completely bonkers. Yeah, I mean, I I've got to move into the rental market scene, and the last time I was in the rental market was like a decade ago, and prices of just like a standard two up, two down terraced house, like a working man's terraced house from like built in the like the early 1900s. Like I lit, like I was, like my mum's house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the house I grew up in. Oh, yeah, that, that was about £500 a month. Like for a furnished property, which is a good chunk of change every yeah. month, those same properties are now £800 a month. Oh my God. Yeah, oh that that God. is... And obviously that's in my part of the world. That's not like London or anywhere like that. So in in places like London, I imagine Manchester as well, they they're going to be so much more expensive. They, it's horrendous, Dude, and I, I do worry for my kids. I know I told <laughs> you. Oh yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I know I told you this, but my mate lived in, uh, moved to America, went for three years, met a lady, got married, came back, and they lived in Islington for about seven or eight months in a flat that they were renting. And we went into his flat. You were stood in a hallway. To the left was a bedroom. In front of you was a bathroom. To the right of you was kitchen, stroke, diner, stroke, living room, stroke, second bedroom, stroke, study, yeah. stroke, games room, stroke, painting room, whatever you want to call it. Stroke, Christmas present, wrapping room, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Three rooms. And I said to him, I said, oh, so what? You know, what, what's your rent then? And it was £1,500 a month. <laughs> And I said, Horrendous. I genuinely said to him, oh, are you joking? And he's, no, I'm serious. And I said, oh, oh okay, I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea how hard it is. And that's, I mean, just insane. So, I mean, like, I can kind of see why the guy's perturbed, <laughs> but the older person yeah, in me just would say the same, like, dude, if you don't <laughs> like it, find somewhere else to live. You know, what do you want me to tell exactly. you? Sorry. Exactly. Look, mate, if, if you're 30 years old and living at your mum's and your mum and dad's, don't invite a girl around. Go around to her house. Yeah. Go around to your mates' houses if they've got their own place. Don't go, don't go bringing people around. You're not like 16, 18 now. There is that difference. And that was, that was part of it to me as well. It's like, you do realise you're 30. You shouldn't be inviting your mates around like to play video games. <laughs> play FIFA. <laughs> it, yeah, in... 
in your mum and dad's house. That, that's a different generational thing. Yes, you can do that. I do that. We, you know, I travelled to your house on the other side of the country and spent a few days with you so we can play video games. You oh, know? yeah. But it just, it blew me away. Like, this, this guy, he sounded like he was 16 or 14 and having an argument with his mum. Not double that age, nearly. Yeah, I know. I know. I said yeah, that is too old to be having those. That is too old to be having those conversations. I understand that people are living longer, but it's not like the expected death age in a well-developed country such as this has gone from seventy to one hundred and thirty. It's only gone no. up by sort of three or four years. It's not as though in ten years that dude's going to be middle-aged. He will already be at the point of the middle of his life. It's not like he's still got another 70 years to go. So you you can't really... I get it. Like You you start kind of getting to those points later in life now, but you can't leave it so late now where you're having a conversation with your parents at 30 to be shouting at them because your sister's got the bigger bedroom. (laughs) No, right. And it's like... Oh, man. Right. Could he not... Does he... I mean, hopefully this guy has a, a job of some kind, but... Can you not just do what I did? Because I used to hate bringing girls back home to my mum's. So I would just like get a premiere in or a travel lodge for the evening and just say, exactly. so, yeah, we'll go out for something to eat and then we'll stay over there. Because, you know, at least Man, we can just I, chill and not have any worries. I literally never brought girl back to my mum's apart unless I was already in a relationship with her. Yes, because yeah, Because it me was too. just me like, too. yeah, this is a two up, two down house. I have to go through my mum's bedroom to get to the toilet. I don't want a girl around here. <laughs> just, just that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be celibate for a while. <laughs> oh god, I was the same. I was the same. It's terrible because oh. our because our bathroom was like right at the end of the house, and in the winter, I was just like, I'm not taking a girl back here in the winter because she will go to the toilet and she will come out a literal block of ice because it was freezing yeah. cold. We had no central heating or anything. <laughs> I know you know, yeah. like used to, yeah, we had no central heating or anything. Just just two gas fires in the front room and the living room. That was it, and it was so cold. Like the windows were kind of all old and wooden and rotted, so there was just breezes coming through everywhere. It's like there's no oh. way I'm bringing a girl back here. There's not a chance. Man, it's glorious. Like looking back, could you could you imagine living in that same type of house and bringing up a family? Like that conscious choice of yep, yeah, th- this is what we want to do, and bringing up a family. And I know, obviously, that wasn't necessarily the condition the house was in at the time, but. Man, it, it boggles my mind, like, my how I would deal with my kids if I was in that same kind of situation, but I was the parent, how I would support them and go, it's okay, things will get better, trust me, that kind of thing. I don't yeah, think I'd do, I, I think I'd just have to tell them to like it or lump it. <laughs> I, I know, because I never, I never got, you know, my mum didn't come up to bed when I was, I don't know, when I was like 10 years old and I'm freezing me nuts off in the bedroom, so she just says... We'll just stick another blanket on, or just like just sleep in a jumper yeah. or something. She'd never kind of cuddle me and say, "It's okay, son. One day we'll all be fine." Kind of thing. It was yeah. just, "Oh, shut up, whinging. Put another <laughs> coat on or something." I was like, "I don't want to sleep in my clothes. This is ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then I guess it was worse. I guess it was kind of harder for us because we probably and you did. I know I did. Had friends who lived in nice four bed, semi detached, central heating. You know, could go and get food out the fridge whenever they wanted without getting the death stare because it's not shopping. Yeah. You know, you've got to do the big shop tomorrow or something. Or I don't know. That's why it seemed tougher at the time. 
but it it is what you make of it. And I think to yeah. answer to answer yeah. your question, I think if if we were like that, we would at least try to make things better in some way. Now I'm not saying you can do that. It is fucking not easy to do that. No, but I think no, that's true. I think knowing how we are as people, I think we would at least just try and do something. I don't know what that would be. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. But- I think obviously we'd be in a different situation than our parents would be because we we've like our kids have known the alternative, whereas we we were brought up and it's just like well it's just what houses are like, you know this this is all it is. I I don't know central heating yeah. or showers. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> the water uh, comes. But anyway, like this anyway, year. enough of the no way. That's crazy. Enough of the, old man like miser talk <laughs> you know the oppression olympics that we're going through <laughs> I, want to, I do want to quickly mention on the subject of this lad coming back around to that it's okay, really okay. it's really interesting because talking on internet forums and stuff back in the day which is actually how me and benny met but there were loads of asian lads on this on these forums that we talked about and they talked about the the family culture in asian society which is that People like they don't care if you live at home until you're 35, 36. They would rather yeah. you lived at home so you could save money and have a better start and you know not waste your money on renting and stuff like that. And my friend Ali did that. My friend Ali is he's a judge. Yeah. And he lived at home up until something like six years ago, something like that. And he's yeah. older than me. So he lived at home until like this is while he was sort of a solicitor and you know, doing his judge training and you know, that yeah. kind of thing, and he was still living at home. And he kind of said the same thing. It's, you know, in, in Asian culture, you, you look after your kids, and it doesn't matter if your kids live at home until they're 35, 40. Who cares? It's, you know, it's about keeping them yeah. safe. You know, they're going to be fed and looked after and all that kind of thing. Isn't that the point? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Why are we so obsessed with kicking our kids out at 18? I mean, when we were, like, younger, it was like, you know, you get to 18, well, you better go to, you know, you better get a job and get out of here kind of thing and start doing your own thing. Exactly. And why exactly. do we, like, why but do now we do I think, that? I don't know. I, th- I think we are evolving to that, but it's more out of a necessity than it is anything else. And it, then yeah, it is like a, a, exactly, it isn't that. It is, a, it is basically, well, mum, if I try and move out, I won't be able to afford a house or to eat. So I guess I'm living with you. And that, that's kind of like my brother has live with my mum and he's like in his mid-twenties nearly now and he still lives there he's got no plans to move out but he's now because he's been working full-time for quite a few years and he's got a good job he like contributes to the rent which helps my mum out and it uh, all has also put him in a position where he is now considering purchasing a property but not living in it renting it out he's going to become a slum landlord slum lord love it <laughs> well yeah while he just like lives at home and i'm like shit i wish i'd had that opportunity i know <laughs> to like just stay in her money and not have to worry about like paying five six hundred pound a month rent and then all the utility bills and council tax and everything else that you have to pay while you're in a low paying job because you're at the bottom rung of the career ladder you know, it was crazy. Like when I when I moved back in with my mum, one of my thoughts was, what am I going to tell any future like potential wife I might meet? How am I going to say to a girl, I'm 26, 27, whatever, and I live with my mum? How am I going to broach that subject? Yeah. 
because <laughs> it seemed so it seemed God. so horrific to me that I would say that and a girl would then throw a drink in my face and storm out. That was that was thinking, yeah. I'm thinking that's what she's going to do. She's going to look at me and think you absolute loser. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whereas, but it is now. It's so culturally accepted. yeah. Whereas now I mean, it's totally it is, normal and fine. It's normal. Yeah. Because, like, you know, because successive governments have screwed over young people so much. And it's almost <laughs> like... Yeah. I remember talking I remember talking to, when I worked in Manchester, a friend of mine about owning property and stuff like that. And he said, why do people get so excited about buying a house? He said, it's backwards. He said, it's almost like it's this unachievable dream. And when they buy a house, they're so almost stunned that they've managed to do it that they don't stop and think, hang on a minute, this is bullshit. I should be able to buy this easily. Everyone should be able to yeah. buy a house. You know, even if it's not, like you say, it doesn't have to be a palace or anything, but even like my mum's two up, two down or something like that, everybody should be in a position where they can at least afford to buy one. And it's just, they just can't. They just can't. But I do I do wonder as well and sometimes think that some people just have, you know, they have to have the best this or the best that. And like kind of me saying, how do I tell somebody I live with my mum? I imagine there's some young sort of lads or young women out there in their mid-twenties thinking, I can't live in a two-bed house. Oh, that would be disgraceful. Oh, my God. I can't buy a two-bed yeah. property. Whereas if it was, I wouldn't, you know, as me and you were through in that situation and we were like, we know what we know now, we'd be thinking, actually, yeah, I'll, just, I'll buy it and it's great. I've at least got a house. It's mine kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas I think some young people now wouldn't want to do that. They, they'd think, oh, well, no, it has to be at least three beds with a garage and a garden and blah, 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 and all that kind of thing. Because it's just, I don't know, that's the way society is kind of thing, like, looks at things at the moment, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's worrying. I, I do worry for my kids, but again, if, like, I've got a place and they want to move in, like, so it helps them out, that'd be great. Because one, one of the, like, crappiest things I can think of is your kids turning around at 18 and saying, right, I don't need you anymore, and, like, barely speaking to you because they're being independent. I don't want that as a dad. <laughs> I want my kids to, like, live with me. That would be forever. great. Well, I, hope my kids, I hope my no. kids are on the dole forever, so they have to stay here. <laughs> no, but like in a similar situation, like my brother, like if Daniel or Sophie or even Daisy like wanted to live with me until they were in their mid-twenties and they couldn't live with their mum for whatever reason, that'd be fantastic. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, but you, you know, wouldn't, you wouldn't mind, the house, but but you wouldn't the, mind the other side, would you? If for some, <clears> say, I don't know, I know, like Daniel enjoys like English and stuff like that. Say he got the opportunity to go to, I don't know. Say, say he goes to like he gets to go to Harvard on a scholarship or something because his English is so good, and he's already yeah. getting eyed up for potential jobs at seventeen as kind of English professor or something. You wouldn't be thinking, oh God, he's leaving. You'd be thinking, you know no. what? He's going to be happy <laughs> and comfortable. That's great. Or would you not? Exactly. Okay. okay. Ex no, checking. of course. It'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't be like, no, no, you have to live here. You have to go to the local university and you will live here and save on the housing fees. I would be going, no, you go in halls because that's part of the, the culture. That's yeah, part yeah. of the, the experience. But if, like, say, they go to uni and they asked to live here, that would be great. I wouldn't turn them away. I wouldn't go, oh, no, you've got to stand on your own two feet. Oh, no, of course not. I love yeah, having yeah. them here. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, I, w I want them to still be able to rely on me and, you know, need my help. You want to be useful. And I think that's that's a big thing with, with dads especially, is when your kids turn that age and suddenly you're, you're not that useful anymore, 
It's a big thing. It's a big worry. I think, though, I think we're lucky because we've got girls. Because I think yeah. there is that kind of macho with a boy. I'm not asking me dad. Like I can't ask me dad. That's embarrassing. Whereas yeah. if me and, Sarah, me and Sarah will have a serious conversation about it, could be anything. It, like, I don't know. It could be anything. And I'll say to Sarah, oh, well, actually, X, Y, and Z. And she'll say, oh, okay. I'll just try it with my dad, though. And I'm like, I just told you, though. I've just told you what the reason is. And she's like, yeah, but I just want to. And I think that's what it is with, like, girls and their dads. There's that kind of, it's your dad. It's that safety blanket. And I used to get really annoyed at Sarah. I used to say, I've just told you the reason why this thing happens. I've just told you. And, like, three or four times. I'll I'll give you a classic (laughs) example. Sarah was, Sarah got involved in some bloody, what do they call it? healthy eating milkshake thing this is like God, probably seven or eight years ago or something oh is this like multi-level marketing yeah right mm. so she says oh and i can i can sell it to my friends and i went right, <laughs> so, it's a, so it's a pyramid scheme then and she went no 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 it's called it's called like an mlm i was like yeah, that's yeah. The, i'm pretty sure that's a pyramid scheme <laughs> so <laughs> she said well i'm yeah, good I was like, multiple right, levels of a pyramid <laughs> <laughs> multiple levels of a pyramid so then I said, all right, fine, whatever. So I was, you know, I was very supportive because she wanted to do it. And I know she, you know, she's always like really good at anything. You know, she kicks us at anything she wants to do. But we went around to see her folks at the weekend. And she said to her dad, and her dad immediately went, right, so it's a pyramid scheme then, yeah? And I was like, I just, <laughs> like, I told you that like three days ago. And she oh, said, yeah, God. but I don't know. And like, I get it. It's something about a girl and like the dad. He just, it's that ultimate trust. Like my dad will, if it's a girl, my dad will never set me wrong. He's always looking out for me kind of thing. Yeah. And that's, that is how we'll become useful. You'll just get, a, you'll get a random phone call from Sophie on like a Thursday <laughs> night at seven o'clock yeah. and she'll be saying, okay, so I was, right, I was dad, thinking I've been, about I've been this. approached by this person from an Osborne, Osborne bookstall <laughs> and I find out I can sell Osborne books. <laughs> Would you like to buy some? Should I go for it? No. It's <laughs> and then you can. Scheme, and then so. and then what happens is you kick back to me. But then if you get six people, they kick back to you. Yeah. And we all get rich. <laughs> oh god! What is it though about mums and pyramid schemes? Like Holly, the Daisy's mum, fell for one. She fell for this Osborne Books one because we visited like this like this country fair and someone was selling Osborne Books at a stall and of course tried to recruit her. And she went for it, and I've still got fucking shitloads of Osborne books in my garage <laughs> that she bought as stock and never sold on. It's just, wh- why? Why is it a thing that, like, mums and women of a certain age seem to want to do are these, like, little side projects, these mini businesses of, like, trying to sell stuff through multi level marketing or, like, Avon or yep. the Betterware catalogue and stuff yep. like that? It's all pyramid scheme stuff. Yeah. What? What? Why is the draw? Because I don't see, and this is my personal biases showing and my personal experiences. I don't see dads and blokes going for this kind of thing at all. Yeah, but that's only because they've not invented an MLM for guys. (laughs) Look, so if you sell these calendars with hot women on it, right, and then you get six (laughs) mates to buy their hot calendars of women on it, we'll all get rich. (laughs) Right. We all like sausages. Yeah. Good. Go sell some fucking sausages to these guys and ask them to sell them sausages too. <laughs> sausages. Right. That's the best one. That is the best. That would be it. 
It's a, it's a multi-level sausage scheme. Okay, so how is it different to a pyramid? <laughs> well, it's sausages, you see. It's The whole yeah. thing's built on a bed of sausages. Right, imagine, like, three sausages on the bottom, then two sausages on top of that, and then one on the top of that. <laughs> That's how they come in the packet. They're in a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... It's an isosceles it's triangle a... scheme. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we call it the stack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's so true. I oh, mate, know. I tell you what, though. Actually, if someone came up to me and went, right, I've got all these, like, dried salami sausages. Like, we've got, like, wild boar one. We've got venison. We've got pheasant. Here's the good thing, <laughs> right? You give me 100 quid. You get some stock. You can sell it and get 100 quid off those people. I would consider it because it'd be like, oh, dry sausages, eh? Oh, I do like a dry sausage. <laughs> yeah, but you know what would happen is is that the stock would be gone in about two weeks as we'd have eaten it all. <laughs> You'd oh, go in the fridge and go, well, oh, I'll have a couple of sausages. At least it won't be not? taking up room in my garage, you know, like yeah, four point. years later. <laughs> True. And if I've paid for it, I can eat it. That is fair. I'm actually... Exactly. There's some benefit to that. I, d- I don't know what it is with... I, there must be something subconsciously with... And here we go in a massive sweeping man generalization. But I'm wondering if there's just something involved with the, the kind of female psyche of I'm trying to help or that kind of like I need to do more or something like that. That's the only thing I can think of because you are right. You are absolutely right. I've known plenty of women who've got into Avon or Betterware or bloody health milkshakes or load makeup loads of stuff like that and i don't know a single guy who's ever done it no so there is something do you, do you think it. it's it's and again this is sweeping generalization so to do like dear listener do understand that we're not talking about individuals there is that independence with a male where they will just be like by themselves and quite content by themselves in like a group setting whereas compared with females you often find there is that that social structure and those social groups and there's a lot of interaction between them yeah. and i wonder if it is simply it's harder <laughs> to to approach a dude for a dude to approach a dude they don't know or they just know kind of a little bit as an acquaintance and then start approaching them for money and saying this is what will happen, this is what will happen. I don't know if if it's that where because as as a man you are kind of more isolated and not like a lone wolf or anything, but you you are kind of more independent in that sense that someone approaches you with that, your defenses automatically go up. You know, if if yeah, you're looking back point. like it is like a primal thing of like, oh, there's another man intruding on my territory kind of thing again these are sweeping generalizations whereas with like a group of women that would be like oh okay they they can come in and they can bring like positives to the group through their scented wax melts (laughs) (laughs) and oh we 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 shall we shall pause our mutterings and we shall hear the the wax melt soliloquy (laughs) uh, if, if that's successful we shall all produce wax melts of our own yeah that's a good point. That is a good point. There must be some. There is something <clears throat> scientifically to it. There has to be, because it's yeah. too. And it's not a generational thing. You know, it goes back to like Ann Summers in like the eighties and nineties. Oh god, gotcha. yeah. Part is in the fifties. Yeah, it's, it's gone on Pampered forever. Chef is a recent one. I've ju- I just realised Holly also did the Pampered Chef thing. 
she'd already been through a pyramid scheme and then went for another one. It's, apparently one wasn't enough. But, but, you know, to be fair, they made really good knives. I've still got a few of those. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's really odd. Hey, any um, any sociologists or psychologists out there who want to give us a shout and just yeah. let us know why they think this happens, why women are more inclined to do it? Yeah. I, I think probably a combination of all of them. I think, like you said, the, the social aspect, the kind of, I don't know, maybe wanting to help each other out, maybe feel as though they're helping other people. Oh, maybe somebody else would need this healthy milkshake thing. I'll give it to them. Maybe they could help with it. Yeah. You know, and if I can make a little bit of money on the side, that's fine. That's okay. Guys would never do it. There was guys I knew back in the day that if I approached them for anything like that, it would just be a straight punch in the face. There wouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> so you're right. I would never even yeah. dare do it. I mean, it's like, like you know, you're walking down the street and one of those chuggers, like some really hyperactive, young, mustachioed bloke with a lanyard and like a load of pamphlets comes up to you and starts going on about like a local charity. You do it to a bloke on their own and they will just like taste fuck off yeah. and go on because those defences are immediately up. It, yeah. It's really weird. I, I feel the same and I'm, I'm a really affable, approachable guy, as you know. But like someone comes up to me and starts trying to tell me something, that's when I'm like, oh no, you just fuck off you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, swear, I swear I've got like a bit of Yorkshire in me. As a result, it's like miserly old Yorkshireman. I think we all oh, do we a little bit. that. I think we all do a little bit, don't we? At a certain yeah. age, we all start to develop a little bit of Yorkshire. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, was, go on, in, yeah. at the moment, it's half term. How, how is Georgia handling? Oh, no, she's not on half term, is she? No, you see, it's because they stagger my yeah. kids. Yeah, we stagger it next but, week. So, we, we were having this conversation where we were actually surprised that our half terms didn't match up. So, she hasn't, like, missed. Half term then, has she? She didn't like turn up school and no bugger was there because you've got the dates wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone's still at school. Last day tomorrow. Oh, man. Is she looking forward to a half term holiday? She is. We are going away for five, four days, five days, four days, kind of. So she's looking forward to that. But she does really, really, really love school. So she normally, by the end of she enjoys half terms normally for the first couple of days because she can just lie in bed. And she does enjoy just, as much as she loves school, she does also enjoy just lying in bed on her phone, watching TikTok or YouTube or whatever until about midday. And then I kind of say, all right, you can, you know, you need to get up a bit now. And then she'll get up. So, but uh, by kind of Thursday, she'll start to say, I want to go back to school, which is, for me, that's absolutely great. I, you know, I love the fact she wants to go back to school. So she's okay at first, and then she, at the end of it, she kind of wants to go back. Well, over here in in uh, good old Lincoln, I don't mind doxing myself and saying what city I live in. It is half term at the moment, and uh, I I've got all three kids at varying points. They they my two eldest kids they don't want to spend all week here because they do like you know having all their own stuff and just being. At their their own house and playing video games all day while the mums are uh, like working downstairs, so <clears throat> mostly it's just been me and Daisy, and I've been absolutely pulling my hair out about things to do on a half term. Bearing in mind in, in the UK here, we're currently in the middle of a storm that, that's lasted the full week. 
Like, literally, I've had to bolt my, my trampoline down in the garden so it doesn't blow away. But my, my city, Lincoln, has planned something called the Lincoln Family Festival of Fun. That's all week long. So it's gone from the Saturday the 12th of February up until this coming uh, Sunday. And it's got the most bizarre things. Like it's it's an Edinburgh Fringe Festival level of stuff. The, this sounds exciting, Daisy and I, Go on. It, it's good, but it's weird. Daisy and I were in town the other day, and I'd forgotten that this thing was on. We went to the library, we did our usual things, like me spending loads of money on her from like local shops. <laughs> uh, and we, we were walking down the street, and all of a sudden, round the corner, comes these two gigantic white peacocks. Like, people dressed up in gigantic white peacock outfits. With this guy, he's obviously playing a character and putting on an accent of like, ah, hello, here are my giant peacocks, type of guy. And it was just like, what the fuck is this? Just like apropos of nothing, just in the middle of the high street. There's no, no like, fenced-off area saying, come and meet the peacocks. They're just walking up and down the street. And, it, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, it's this thing. And so I got a, a program of it. And the type of stuff they've got on is bizarre. Also walking around the city the other day was an act called the Giants of Cricket, which were people basically... In, on stilts, in cricket whites, with gigantic cricket bats and, like, oversized cricket balls, just walking around. On Wednesday, again, just walking around the city centre, some people on riverboats that you punt along, like, down in Cambridge, but on wheels up and down the high street. In the castle in Lincoln, today, and I'm gutted I missed it, someone had set up basically a small city made out of boxes and, like, canvas shapes, dressed up like Godzilla, and basically just smashed it around a bit. (laughs) There's a guy on Sunday coming up, walking around the city, who's got, like, a seafood-themed fishmonger-esque tray. You know, like, in in old clubs and what have you, uh, like Ladbrokes and what have you on holiday, people go around selling cockles and whelks and crab sticks. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's basically that, but they're all puppets, and they squirt water and stuff, just walking around. In one part of the city, there's a disco shed. So it's basically a shed that plays disco music, and you can go inside it. (laughs) I like that idea. There's one called Granny Turismo, where it's uh, (laughs) the world's first and only shopping trolley display team. Oh my god, Basically, two people dressed up as, like, old ladies with... Fake legs like they're on top of a shopping trolley, but their legs are actually inside, just running up and down the street. And loads more, like people on stilts, people doing painting, like free craft activities. And it's it's so bizarre that this this is what is being put on for kids. It's just you know why like artistic things. Why are people doing shit up and down the high street? Okay, so why I, love this, why I love this is, is that you could have gone every day this week with Daisy from Saturday to Sunday, the whole nine, ten days, you could have gone to a different park every day. Slides, yeah. swings, roundabouts, usual stuff. In a year, she will not remember any of those parks. Yeah. But you might be able to ask her in ten years, 
remember that time we saw that guy dressed as a massive peacock? And she's going to say, <laughs> yes, I do. That was weird. Which is why I love that. That's so... I mean, clearly it's a complete... You know, it's a bunch of people who've taken too many acid or too much acid or too many shrooms and have then come up with an idea where they've put yeah. a lot of random words in a hat, picked one out, and it said cricket, picked another word out, and it said stilts. <laughs> and they went, okay, cool, let's do that then. And that's yeah. just how they've come to do that kind of thing. Throw a dart at that dartboard. What's that word? Disco. Throw another dart. Shed. Okay, let's do that. It's yeah. that kind of thing. But I, I appreciate that because that is me- – it doesn't have to be fun sometimes, but sometimes things that are really memorable and just a bit wacky – that can also work. That can also give kids that kind of, like that kind of excitement bump. You know, it, it's it's a really fun thing. I'm I'm not trying to criticize it in any way. It's just I find it a bit odd that it's those things that are put on, and not like a, a wide range of different like craft uh, activities and things like that. And then there's the cynical part of me that that thinks, how mu- how much money's gone on to this? Because this is, this has got to be public money going towards it, is it? Yeah, but I mean, even if there is a, even if there is this thing called like a Lincoln Business Improvement Group, where it is like different businesses all, all getting together and putting on events, and they work with the council and what have you, and they do receive some funding. And part of me thinks, well, surely like putting something on at a children's centre with that money would be better, or contributing to a food bank so kids don't go hungry during the half term would be better than a guy walking around in a big peacock suit and i agree that art is necessary and this type of cultural thing is necessary but so's food and that that's <laughs> higher up on the or lower down on the pyramid of the hierarchy of needs <laughs> you know I food agree. is pretty much one of the foundations art's pretty high up there towards the tippy top i can't argue at that point at all so i won't even try and bother with that yeah if but then i mean maybe there is i know i know with some i mean you you know this because you've worked for the council but there must be certain ways in which certain money has to be spent so they must have an art oh yeah budget mustn't they so it, like it has to be spent on the arts there's nothing else they can do because i guess because the issue can be can't it where if you don't spend all that money on the arts well we're just not going to give it to you next year so you'll have nothing yeah. So, like, they have to spend it on that. And if it's a case of, say, the budget was, I don't know, £10,000, we have to spend this £10,000. What are we going to buy? Oh. Well, you then well, just go shopping I, for the most shit you can find. I can now answer where the funding has come from. Okay. Because okay. I've, I've got, I've got the, the, like, the, the brochure in front of me, and it does say at the bottom, probably to address the cynics like me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so the event has been funded through the European Regional Development Fund Stroke Welcome Back Fund. Now, that had been allocated by central government, so it's the Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government, and it had been allocated to the City of Lincoln Council. Okay, so... Central government funding that's part of the European Regional Development Fund. So it's it's European Union funded, trickled down central government, trickled down to the local council in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, I don't know if that means the money has been allocated to the City of Lincoln Council in response to the coronavirus pandemic, but that makes me think, 
Okay, so you've got funds from the for the coronavirus pandemic to deal with the outcomes of that, and you spent it on peacocks and disco sheds. I was going to say, right? They're looking at it, going, "Now we can either spe- we can either buy two hundred thousand latex gloves, or we can get these cricket guys and the guy who dresses like a big peacock." So like, yeah. I mean, come on, we don't need more gloves, do we? Or aprons or respirators. Who gives a shit about that? Let's get the peacock and the cricket stalk, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> that could be how it went. But yeah, I think it's that. not like the thing that gets me is they've got this this guy like with the fake seafood, but they won't give a permit to like the local fishmongers to go around <laughs> selling real fish food. Like, well, you know what seafood. that is, don't you? You know what that is? They've been in a local battle with local fisheries for so long. And I bet the local fishmongers and the fishermen hate the council so much. The council have got that guy out of spite. That's all they've done. <laughs> they've just done it to spite the local fishermen. Yeah. It's just pettiness. That's all that is. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Fair play. Like I said, though, I, I think that's a good thing. If you could have gone it to food banks, thing. yes. Yeah. Give it all to the food banks, definitely. But if it had to be spent on something arty, how many... How many how many tents can you have where you paint something that's plain? Paint a mug, paint an egg, paint a yeah. sideboard, paint this glass, <laughs> paint this stained glass, paint this piece of paper. I, okay, yeah, I get it. Lots of painting, wonderful. I also want to see some wacky stuff. I want to see something else interesting. And like I said to you, I guarantee you, dude, in 10 years, Daisy's going to remember some of that stuff and you'll you'll have that memory. Oh, yeah. And that's Definitely. what it's creating. It, which is a, yeah, like a I say, I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it at all because that type of thing it is so valuable for for kids but yeah <laughs> it's like it's such a weird thing to put on like i they've never put anything like this on before and i don't know if it is just literally you know what the past two years have been shit let's have some fun that's, and, and nuts. They, yeah. that's why they've done it yeah <laughs> let's just get all these people in because i don't imagine walking around on stilts dressed up as a giant cricket man pays like a really good wage <laughs> you know i might be wrong you know what but happened, certainly yeah. those those people need to have money to survive as well but go what, on, what happened, happened was what happened was on that tiktok you mentioned at the start the guy who was 30 went look <laughs> you know i don't make that much money dressed as a, as a giant cricket man okay i can't afford my own place all right what am i supposed to do but then yeah, it's gone i can't live with simon my partner in in the event he, his room is taken up with all the stilts and cricket bats. <laughs> There's just not <laughs> enough room st- for me. <laughs> the room's too small upstairs. What have I got my stilts on? I can't sleep. The, the bed's too small. I need a bigger bed. <laughs> yeah. I can't invite Steve around, can I? Because he'll bring his stilts. You can't fit two of us in this room. Are we supposed to play cricket in here, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> what if I want to bring a girl back and play cricket? What am I supposed to yeah. do? <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> oh the joys of half term i'm i'm uh i'll be kind of glad when it's over because t- just finding stuff to entertain her that isn't youtube it I is know. a lot it is stressful. like to, it is stressful. today we did do a fun little craft activity we got some air drying clay uh the other day and we basically like rolled it out flat and we got cookie cutters of like different shapes just duck shaped ones and just like pressed them out and then, like, did, like, little engravings into each one to make them all look different. Uh, and then waited for them to dry it. And today we painted them. And it was just really fun. But it only lasted half an hour. 
I've got so many more hours in the day <laughs> to think up of activities. Oh, it it's is very hard. stressful. It is hard. But then... Thank God for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, what else can you do? I've mentioned before that each generation's parents make it better for their... The idea is you then make it better for your children. At yeah. least you did that with Daisy. Because, mate, back in the day, we wouldn't have even got that. Mom, what can oh, I yeah. do? Go outside and find something to do. There's nothing to do. Go outside and find <laughs> something to do. Yes, mum. And off you go. And that was it. You just wander off yeah. out into the world. At least you actually, as a parent, thought, let's do this. Mate, it's something. At least it's something. Exactly. So. God, tomorrow we're actually braving a soft play. It's the first soft play since uh, COVID. I'm, I'm umming and ahhing about it, though, whether or not to actually take her there. I think it'd be fine. I mean, she's, she's had COVID recently, so I'm sure she'll be fine. But yeah. you just gotta you just gotta think how how sanitary are these ball pits? Oh, not at all. Yeah, so, exactly. If you told me that COVID originated in a ball pit, I would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe that AIDS originated in a ball pit and any oh kind of forms God. of cancer originated in a ball pit. They're Freaking absolute out. cesspools. All, They're gross. All I can imagine now is Trump calling it the ball pit virus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. All these ball pits being made over in China, coming over. China. <laughs> the ball pit virus in China. Oh, dear. All right. A, a question. Okay. So, this is really apt. Okay. I, I think we, we can't leave this one. Right. I'm thinking about moving my 14-year-old daughter to the bigger room, which is currently occupied by my 21-year-old daughter. Then she would be getting the smaller room that the 14-year-old had. Do you think this is okay? We couldn't have planned it better to have this question, really. That's unbelievable. No. Again, if I go back to what I said before, if the 21 year old has. if the tw- Okay, here's what it is. If the 21 year old has moved out or isn't there that much, so she stays at her boyfriend's a lot, stays at her friend's a lot, maybe she's at uni, you know, she pops back now and again, you lose the rights to that room. Because the 14-year-old will be in it all the time. Yeah. She then deserves that room, in my opinion. And the 21-year-old, when the twenty, when, when you're like I did, there was times when I was doing stuff around where I used to live that I'd crash at my mum's. I would just, that was it. I just needed a room to sleep in. So yeah. it wasn't like I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, this is my room and my place and that kind of thing. I just needed a bed. And that'll be the same for the 21-year-old, I think. When she comes home from doing stuff, she just needs a bed. If that's not the case, and she lives there full time and is there all the time, in my opinion, that's still her room. Oh, see, I don't know. I think the older you are, the smaller the room you should have. And I think the kid that is younger, but maybe fourteen's not not the right age. But I think the younger the child, the more likely they are to like play in their room and stuff. So therefore, they need more floor space to play in their room. Whereas, like an an older child, a teenager, is going to be spending more time in their room, just like sat on their phone or doing like a bit of arts and crafts at a desk or something like that. They're not going to be sprawled over the floor like playing with Lego or toy cars or stuff like that. The situation I've got is currently my six year old has the biggest room. My my eleven year old has like the medium room. And my my thirteen year old has the uh, the smallest room because they they have different needs as we go down 
or go That's a fair point, actually. I didn't think of that. And I think a 21-year-old, they probably just need a bed and, like, a desk and some drawers, and that's it. Whereas a 14-year-old, because they're going to spend a lot of their time socialising in there, maybe they need the bigger room. Maybe they need more space to be able to do that and be more comfortable with that. And again, on your point, like a 21-year-old, they're probably going to be out spending time with their friends and what have you, or more comfortable spending time downstairs, like socialising with the mum and dad. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You are right, actually. Yeah. You've uh, you've swung around wow. to the other side. You make a good point. Yeah, because oh when God. you get to... Tw- I've won. When- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Nice. You make a good point. Yeah. When you get to 20 or 21, you are past that stage of, actually, yeah, my parents are just people. I can hang out with them and it's fine. They're just like me. That's okay. Yeah. Whereas that kind of 13, 14, 15, 16 is that kind of, yeah, my parent, even if your parents are like fine and cool and nice, there is still that kind of, yeah, but they're my parents and they're a bit of a square and I don't really want to, you know, they won't get the up-to-date jokes or they won't understand kind of thing. So I'd rather kind yeah. of have my own space for a little bit. So I think you're right. That's a good point. Hey, hey, I think we solved one for the first time in ages. I know. We we actually, yeah, both, both agree on it. We, we've given the advice. Yes, swap the rooms. And uh, make sure your 21-year-old daughter has the smallest room possible. Uh, and the 14-year-old one has the bigger room. And if they don't like it, yell at your 21-year-old and just tell them to find their own place. And make sure you put it on TikTok. <laughs> and put it on TikTok. I mean, Get I will say... you to record it while yeah. she's flossing. In the background. <laughs> I think that's what the kids do now, isn't it? They floss still. <laughs> Dude, no, they don't. The floss was so 2019. I'm 40. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a I very don't... old man. <laughs> See, exactly. We can't even keep up to date. Imagine saying that exactly. to somebody now. Oh, hey, you kids with your flossing. They just look you're at you thinking, oh, God, you're so weird. Your TikToks and your Musical.ly app. <laughs> <laughs> your Vines. God. Hey, kids, how about that Napster? That's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just quickly on the, as we said, just quickly to circle back to the question, if you're that bothered about your kids not being sure, why don't you take the small room, give the 21 the oh, master bedroom, yeah. give the 14 year old the 21 year old's bedroom, and you take the box room. There you exactly. go. Exactly. How big a room do you, you need? need? Exactly. You need <clears throat> that the size of that bedroom even less than your two kids. Exactly. You spend all your time in all the other rooms cleaning up after your kids. Exactly. So, yeah, all you need is just a bed. Just, yeah, or in just my get case, a, a bed and easy access bed. to an ensuite. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, that is a good point, actually, yeah. yeah. The 21-year-old does not deserve a master bedroom with an ensuite. Sorry, no. yeah, that the ensuite <laughs> is part of the perks of paying for the fucking house. Like, that's exactly. my bathroom. I get that peace and quiet. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, there we go. Good stuff. Thank you for listening, anybody. Uh, everybody. Anything else from you, mate? No, all good from me. Look after yourselves and hope uh, <laughs> you enjoy half term, mate. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, <it's our. laughs> Take care, everyone. Love you lots. Talk to you next week. Toodaloo.